Hey, good morning. Um, if you are interested in some more information about uh, the Brisbane Center and what they're doing or what, what they have going on or ways to get involved, uh, find me after this or find anyone on our staff. Um, we would love to get you plugged in. You can also look at uh, riverclubchurch.com slash serve uh, just for, for some more opportunities. Uh, what he was talking about with the taco dinner, the first Friday of every month, uh, we have a group of people that goes over to serve. Uh, and so this past Friday, we had a group went over, served, and it was so awesome. And so if you were looking for ways to get plugged in, this is an incredible ministry, an incredible, incredible way for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. Um, So today we are kicking off a brand new series called Thankful. Yes, we understand that we spelled it incorrectly. Uh, We we know that. It's a play on words. But um, part of this series, we're doing this um, challenge or this campaign that is called 30 Days of Thanks. And we want to see what you are thankful for. So maybe you follow us on one of our social media sites, um, whether it's uh, Instagram or Facebook. Um, You have seen this this, uh, hashtag going around, hashtag 30 days of thanks. Um, And this is uh, just an awesome, awesome way for us to kind of see what's going on in your life, what's happening, the things that you're thankful for. Um, And so when you take a picture or a post or whatever it is, use the hashtag. Hashtag 30 days of thanks and tag River Club Church in it. Um, there is a chance that we would use your picture or your post as well. So just know that uh, for something that we're going to do here in the near future. And so today uh, is day five. So it's not too late to join in. And today I am very thankful for you. So say cheese. Oh, wait, time out. Reverse. One, two, three, cheese. Okay, I heard one, one cheese. What? All right, let's try this side. Maybe, maybe this team will be cheesy. One, two, three, cheese! Awesome. All right, let's try this side. One, two, three, cheese! Awesome. Did I hear a cowboys? Did I? Is that what I heard? Um, man, because of that, let's pray. God, we love you, and we thank you for today, and we thank you for your grace and your love, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. We pray, God, that you would speak and that you would be here in this place. God, I pray that you would meet us where we are. And God, may we we always live in this um, season and spirit of thanks to you. God, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. So again, like we've started this series called Thankful, we understand that it's not spelled right, but that's kind of part of the idea. We are going to talk about being full of thanks. And so over the next couple of weeks, as we are unpacking what this means and what this looks like, uh, we believe that by having and living a thankful life, we can experience God's best. We have the ability to experience all that, all that God has to offer us. And in doing so, it's going to make us a people that are generous and people that are full of peace and full of joy. And it's, it's going to be such an awesome, awesome series. And so I'm excited that you guys are here for week one of this series. And so to kick, kick us off today, uh, we're going to read 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It's going to be the, the, really where we're going to be sitting for the entire series. And so read with me. It says, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Sounds pretty simple, right? Be happy, pray, and in all circumstances give thanks. Wait. 
Hold on. What do you mean in all circumstances? How do you expect me to be thankful in all circumstances? And I want to say that that's an awesome question. And next week when Pastor Zach is back, ask him that question exactly. Um, and so, but I really believe that over these next few weeks, we're going to be talking about that, how we experience life and how we can be thankful in all circumstances. And so the first two are easy, but there's, there's this harder one with, 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 with being thankful all the time. And so to help us unpack some of this, we're going to first look at the story of Jesus while he's up in the upper room in, in the book of Luke. It says, Luke twenty two nineteen. he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In this passage, like in, in, in this part, the Greek word for thanks is eucharistio. And if, if you are a Greek scholar, if you speak fluent um, Greek, do not, co- I mean, I guess you can, but I prefer you not correct me on this. Let me just live in whatever, just the idea of thinking that I have somewhat of an idea. So the Greek word for thanks is eucharistio. And the best breakdown that I have seen is by this woman named Ann Voskamp. And she says, the root word of Eucharisto is charis, meaning grace. Jesus took the bread and saw it as grace and gave thanks. He took the bread and knew it to be gift and gave thanks. Eucharisto, thanksgiving, envelops the Greek word for grace, charis. But it also holds its derivative, the Greek word kara, meaning joy. Charis, grace, Eucharisto, thanksgiving, and Kara, joy. So Jesus, there, there in the upper room, for sure knowing what's about to take place, for sure knowing what the next steps in his life are, he gives thanks. And if you're like, if you're thinking like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this thanks that he's about to give? What does this mean? Like, he, like, he's not saying thank you for this bread. Thank you for this food. Thank you for this, this time here. He's saying, God, I thank you for what is about to happen. I thank you that I'm about to be brutally beaten and broken, that I'm going to fill or feel the entire weight of your wrath. I thank you that this is going to happen for your glory that some may know you, and that millions will be saved. That's what Jesus is saying when he says, thank you. He's not saying thank you for the piece of bread. He's not, thank you. He's not saying thank you for his circumstance, but he's saying thank you, God, in all things, in all circumstances, I thank you. Jesus wasn't thankful for his circumstance. And we know that because in the garden he prayed time and time again, God, take this cup from me. If there's anything else that I can do, if there's any other way, I choose that one. Help me out. Like, if there's anything else that can go on, please, God, take this cup from me. Vasily goes forward and he says, I give thanks in all circumstances. And when we are thankful in our circumstances, God gets the glory. And when we're thankful for our circumstances, we have the tendency of stealing some of that glory for ourselves. 
And so to better help us understand that, um, here's this. Being thankful for our circumstances is defined solely by our circumstances. And so I, I came across a picture that maybe is going to help us with this a little bit better as well. It says, Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy. <laughs> Heard that, right? <laughs> and so... Thank you, thank you for this circumstance that I'm in, but that's not what I wanted. This isn't really the circumstance that I was looking for, but thank you. When we're thankful for our circumstances, it is totally dependent upon where we are, what's going on in our life, what's going on in the world around us, our status how big our house is, how cool our car is, if our, if, our, if our children are like normal human beings, or if they are like a Diet Coke full of Mentos. And if you're not sure what that is, check it out. Um, and, and video it, 30 day, hashtag 30 days of thanks. Um, I need to see these also. Um, but when we are thankful for our circumstances, we can... When we're thankful for them, we can fall into this trap of, 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 of questioning why, why God is allowing bad things to happen. When that's where we find ourselves, when it's just thankful for things, we can fall into the trap of wondering why are bad things happening. Because it's difficult to have a spirit of thankfulness if our thankfulness is directly reflective upon the blessings that we can count in our life. It's easy to be thankful for things when life is awesome, right? It's easy to say like, man, God, I, I thank you for this and for this and for this because life is sweet. But as soon as it's not, it's hard to be thankful if we find ourselves being thankful solely for our circumstances. And I don't believe that God expects us to be thankful just for our circumstances. I, I, like, like whether it's a good circumstance or a bad circumstance, like I don't think that God expects us to be thankful for those. Because so often, so often in Scripture we see story after story where, where he's pointing us back to this spirit of thankfulness. To be thankful in our circumstances, not necessarily for our circumstances. There's a story that I came across earlier this week that, that's about a waiter. And so this waiter at this really nice restaurant, he has this customer that comes in, and at the end of the meal, he says to the customer, he's like, how was it? Like, how was the meal? Tell me about it. And the guy was like, man, it was so good. I loved it. The food was perfect. I just wish that I had a few more pieces of bread. So the waiter was like, all right, I'll make note of that. And so the next time the guy comes in, he, the, the waiter's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow this guy away. He brought him four pieces of bread. He doubled the amount of bread. Awesome. So he goes up to me. He's like, tell me. Like, what what'd you think? He said, the food was awesome, like, as always. I just wish I had some more bread. And so the next time the guy comes in, the, the waiter doubles the amount again. And the same thing. And so the fourth time that this, this customer comes in to, to eat dinner, the, the, the waiter says, I, it, it's about to get real. And so I, he, he took a nine-foot piece of bread, nine feet of bread, and he cuts it in half, and he brings it out to the customer. And so afterwards, he says to the customer, he's like, how was it? 
And the customer said, it was perfect as always, but I see you've gone back to only giving out two pieces of bread. It's all about our situations and our circumstances. We lose sight of what God is doing and how God is moving when we're only thankful for our circumstances. But being thankful in our circumstances is defined by God. When we are thankful in our circumstances, all of the glory goes to God. It's all his. We can say that no matter what is happening, no matter where we are, no matter what the world around us looks like, God, I give you praise. It's just like Job. Job says, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the, may the name of the Lord be praised. Or like Paul in 2 Corinthians where he says three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We can choose to be thankful no matter what. We can choose to be thankful when life is awesome or when life is hard. When we understand that this type of thankfulness is, is, is greater than whatever is happening. It's greater than our levels of discouragement. It's greater than our levels of despair or disappointment. When we are grateful to, to God in our circumstances, we experience his best. We experience the fullness that he offers. When we're grieved, we can still praise him. When we're happy, we still praise him. And so often, we, we, we sometimes think that thankfulness is a, is a response, Right? Like something good is going to, or something good has happened, and so I will praise. I will say thank you. But in doing so, so often we miss, we miss what God's really doing. In waiting for the rainbow, we forget to say thanks for the rain, and we miss what God is doing. We miss how, what, how God is moving and where He is moving. This is not a thankfulness just of the mouth. Like, it's not just saying thank you. But it's a response. It's something that comes up out of our hearts. Being thankful for our circumstances is a response. Being thankful in our circumstances is an attitude. It's, it, it, it comes from inside. Be thankful this is God's will for you. In uh, Luke, we see a story about Jesus healing a bunch of lepers. And I don't know if this is a story that's not often talked about, or I don't understand, like, but you don't hear about this story often. And so to kind of help us out, uh, these lepers, they, they lived in this little colony on the outskirts of towns for the most part. And that was because um, they, were, they were unclean. They were like just 
they had these skin diseases or rashes or whatever. And so they were unclean. And everywhere that they went, these lepers had to shout out, unclean, unclean. Or they had to move to the other side of the street. Or they had to walk around people to let them know, like, please don't come anywhere near me. Don't touch me. Don't have contact with me. And so not only was this a physical um, ailment, but it was a relational and a spiritual disease as well. And so the story goes, it happened that as he made his way toward Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, 10 men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance, but raised their voices. They called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And taking a good look at them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And so this is important to catch, like, because this was part of what had to happen before they were welcomed back into society. And so once they were healed from whether it was leprosy or just a rash, they had to go present themselves to the priest. And the priest would say, yes, you are clean. You're good. Go, come on back. Welcome back to the community. And so they went. And while still on their way, became clean. One of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back shouting his gratitude and glorifying God. And he kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus said, we're not ten healed. Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? And then he said to him, get up. On your way, your faith has healed you, healed and saved you. And so when Jesus comes walking into this town, like, like, like these men, these lepers, they, they're like shouting, Jesus, Master, save us, heal me, please. And they're shouting. And so Jesus does it. He heals them. He saves them. Like he, he makes, makes them whole again. And as they were on their walk, to the priest to present themselves in faith, they were healed. And the one turns back around and he comes back with the same, the same loudness, the same volume and says, thank you, thank you. And so you're like thinking like, yeah, well, no, duh, of course he would do that. Like he was just healed. Of course he would go back and say, thank you. But nine other people were healed also. Where were they? I'm sure that all of them were thankful for their circumstance as well. But this man, this one, he was thankful in his new circumstance. Sure, we're all happy to, or they were all happy to be healed. They were all happy to be, to, to, to be restored. They were thankful for their circumstance. But just this man was thankful in it. And it overflowed out of everything that he was. Always be joyful, never stop praying, and be thankful in all circumstances. There's this story that I'm sure that you've heard, and I, I hesitate to, to even share it because it's, I, I don't want it to get watered down or anything like that, but I can't think of a better example. And so uh, the, the story is about Corey and Betsy Ten Boom. They were uh, Christians who, during uh, World War II, they were helping hide Jews uh, to keep them out of these prisons or uh, just to keep them safe. And 
they were, eventually they were caught and they were found and they were sent to camp after camp. And so this story is when they just arrived at Ravensbrück concentration camp. And so as soon as they get there, they, they lay down and the story says, we lay back struggling against the nausea that swept over us from the reeking straw. And suddenly I sat up, striking my head on the cross slats above. Something had pinched my leg. Fleas, I cried. Betsy, this place is swarming with them. Here, and another one, I wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us, show us how. And it was said so matter-of-factly that it took me a second to realize that she was praying. More and more, the distinction between prayer and the rest of life seemed to be vanishing for Betsy. Corey, she said that, 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 that he, he's given us the answer. And before we asked, as always. In the Bible this morning, where was it? Read that part again. And I glanced down the long, dim aisle to make sure no guard was in sight. And then drew the Bible from its pouch. It was in First Thessalonians, I said. We were on our third complete reading of the New Testament since leaving Shevin... Sorry. In the feeble light, I turned the pages. Here it is. Comfort the frightened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. See that none of, your, none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. And it seemed written expressively to Ravensbrook. Go on, said Betsy. That, that wasn't all. Oh, yes. Rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this new barracks. And I stared at her, and then around me at the dark, foul, arid room. Such as, I said, such as being assigned here together. And I bit my lip, oh yes, Lord Jesus. Such as what you're holding in your hands. And I looked down at the Bible. Yes, thank you, dear Lord, that there was no inspection when we entered here. Thank you for all these women here in this room who will meet you in these pages. Yes, said Betsy. Thank you for the very crowding here, since we're packed so close that many more will hear. And she looked at me expectantly. Corey, she prodded. Oh, all right. Thank you for the jammed, crammed, stuffed, packed, suffocating crowds. Thank you, Betsy went on serenely, for the fleas and for the fleas. This was too much. Betsy, there's no way that even God can make me grateful for the fleas. Give thanks in all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. And so we stood between tiers of bunks and gave thanks for fleas. But this time I was sure Betsy was wrong. Back at the barracks, we formed yet another line. And would there ever be an end to the columns and weights to receive our ladle of turnip soup in the center room? Then as quickly as we could for the press of people, Betsy and I made our way to the rear of the dormitory where we held our worship service. Around our own platform area, there was not enough light to read the Bible. But back here, a small bulb cast a yellow circle on the wall. And here, an ever larger group of women gathered. They were services like none others, these times in Barracks 28. At first, Betsy and I called these meetings with great timidity, but as night after night went by and no guard ever came near us, they grew, we grew bolder. 
So many now wanted to join us that we held a second service after the evening call. There on the Lagerstrass, we were under rigid surveillance, guards in their warm wool cape, capes marching constantly up and down. And it was the same in the center room of the barracks. Half a dozen guards or camp police always present, yet in the large dormitory, there was almost no supervision at all. And we did not understand it. And one evening, I got back to the barracks late from a wood gathering foray outside the walls. A light snow lay on the ground, and it was hard to find the sticks and twigs with such a small stove, um, with, with which a small stove was, keep, was kept going in each room. Betsy was waiting for me, as always, so that we could, wa- we could wait through the food line together. But her eyes were twinkling. You're looking extraordinarily pleased with yourself, I told her. You know we've never understood why we had so much freedom in the big room, she said. Well, I found out. That afternoon, she said, there had been confusion in her knitting group about sock sizes, and they had asked the supervisor to come and settle it. But she wouldn't. She wouldn't step through the door, and neither would the guards. And do you know why? Betsy could not keep the triumph from her voice. Because of the fleas. That's what she said. The place is crawling with fleas. My mind rushed back to our first hour in this place, and I remembered Betsy's head bowed. Remembered her thanks to God for creatures I could see no use for. Sometimes giving thanks in our circumstances doesn't seem logical, right? Sometimes it doesn't make sense, especially when we're fighting the emotions of fear or anger or unbelievable despair. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to give thanks. In a book um, called More Precious Than Silver, Joni Erickson writes, such gratitude involves cost and sacrifice. It costs your logic. And you sacrifice your pride, but your thank offering is glorified as you push through the pain to present gratitude to God for his blessings. A thank offering. This is different than the other offerings that happened in the Old Testament. In, 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 these, in the offerings that happened there, they would bring forward a, a bull or a ram or a dove or a goat or whatever. They would bring this offering forward and the priest, they would sacrifice it and that was it. And it was done on behalf of someone. But a thank offering is the only offering where, where, where the person that is bringing the offering gets to partake in the offering as well. They get to be a part of it. And it's, it's, it's almost like God is inviting us into something that is bigger. He's inviting us in to be a part of, of, of the thanks. He's inviting us in to more. Psalm fifty twenty three says, He who sacrifices thank offerings honors me, and he prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. By choosing to be thankful in our circumstances, we have the, the ability to experience the life that God has for us. We have the, the invitation to experience this fullness that God offers. So for you, like, you may be thinking, like, what? okay, what does this all mean? What do I do with this? How, how does this affect me? There's something that so often we feel that when life is falling apart, 
we, it's hard to thank God, but what if? What if in those moments when life seems crazy? What if in those moments when life doesn't make sense? What if it's actually instead of the world is falling apart, but God is bringing it all back together? What if God is trying to do something bigger and something more in your life? So can changing one word really matter or really make a difference? And we believe that it can. When you start to be thankful in your circumstances versus being thankful for them, we believe that you will see God in a much clearer, better, and meaningful way. So may we be a people that thanks God, not just for rainbows, but also for storms. Also for the things that are happening. And may we not miss the, the small moments where God moves. And so I challenge you over these next 30 days, I challenge you to, to take the challenge. To, to, to do the, the 30 days of thanks and just see how God moves in your life. Look for the little areas where God is showing up. And give thanks. Pray with me. God, we praise you. And we worship you. You are worthy of our highest praise. You are worthy of our best. God, I thank you for your son. God, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you that through him we will all be saved. God, I pray that we would not miss little moments to to say thank you to you. I pray that you would create in us a posture of thankfulness. Where in all things, in all circumstances, in all situations that we praise you just when life is good but in all things we say thanks God we love you with all that we have 